Welcome to Business Talk Sister Croc. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking about does networking actually work? So <laughs> I always feel the need to make like some or some kind of sound. So I was refraining from that. <laughs> and then you just started laughing. And then I okay. So the question is, does networking actually work? And we're going to talk about that a little bit in detail. So to answer that off the bat, the first year of networking is not fruitful in some ways because you're learning about people, business and problems, all of that kind of stuff. Now, when I say fruitful, what I mean by that is it's not financially fruitful. It's not going to generate a lot of income for you right off the bat. It is fruitful in terms of relationship building. Mm. Tell us more about that. Okay. So when you network with people, and, and I'm just going to clarify, when we're talking about networking, we're talking about the traditional sense of creating relationships with people, getting to know them and what they do. Now, there's a lot of these new programs out there that people will talk to you about about networking schemes and all of this stuff and some of them are really focused on pyramid schemes that is not what we are talking about we are talking about developing quality relationships with other people um now now that we've clarified that when you're talking to people where do you find these people or how do you grow your network of people yeah um, so in a digital sense, I'll touch on that and then Becca can talk about a couple other avenues, but in a, in the digital world, um, LinkedIn is amazing for this. So what Be- I know Becca has talked about on other episodes and things like that, uh, where you can, they have a whole networking program that you can sign up to basically have a business mentor and then you get put into this pool and then basically their algorithm tries to match you with people that they think you would be a good fit with um and then it's your responsibility to reach out to them and whatnot but for a linkedin is a really good place to kind of make connections right now i take a whole bunch of linkedin courses uh like on linkedin learning and so i if i have a teacher that i think is really good i go and add them on linkedin and just the other day it was the coolest thing ever (laughs) i've never had this happen before that i like connected with this one guy and then his assistant messaged me and was like hey he can't he has like a certain amount of close connections or something that he can have I don't remember what it was but he was like but thank you so much for reaching out like that really means a lot that you liked his material and everything like let us know if there's anything that you have questions about or whatever and he's this professor at a different um I don't even remember what school it's at but anyway it just like I was like wow that is so cool that like I just this person that I really look up to I was able to connect with on LinkedIn um so in in a digital sense LinkedIn is a really good way to build that networking and then be able to kind of start the conversation not necessarily maintain it but it's a good place to kind of get a good platform to begin the conversation so Becca tell us a little bit more about the actual tangible form of networking as opposed to the digital form yeah and we can come back to the digital too because there's a lot of different platforms you can do that on besides linkedin mm-hmm. um but the 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 actual in-person events which is a little bit hard now with a lot of these like safety restrictions and stuff with covid but in the past and and i'm assuming it's going to come back so <laughs> we're social <laughs> beings there's no way we're going to stop meeting in person entirely um 
in the past there there's a lot of different events like chamber of commerce parties or like all these different business entrepreneurship things or and and there there are lots of opportunities to get to know people and it doesn't always necessarily um have to be an experience where your goal like you're going into it as i am going to make three sales this is huge i i love that you just said that because so i am a big fan of gary v becca is also a big fan of gary v um if you ever want to check him out just know that he does swear um so if that's something that is an issue with you don't look him up <laughs> problem solved um but i do he has so much good content like just so all, all I, yeah just really good stuff but anyway like one thing that he talks about a lot is going into conversations with people having no expectation of them like, yeah just no expectations in general <laughs> like he just like talks about that a lot like not necessarily not having goals but not going into it like if I do this for you you will then do this for me he always talks about like just giving and then leaving it, you know, and he gave this example of how he helped this one guy get this like multi-million dollar sale. And then a few years later, he had like, he made this, Gary Vee wrote this book and went to him and said, hey, could you buy a couple coffees? You know, like I'm just starting out. And the guy was like, absolutely not. Why would you ask me? And then he was like, I say that not so that it can be like, oh, woe is me. This guy like totally gypped me or whatever. I did all this stuff for him, but to say that, I was able to walk away from that situation knowing, yeah, that's okay. And it did not personally offend me because I knew he had, I went and did that for him, having no expectation of him ever returning the favor. And like, and that maybe kind of is a cynical outlook, but honestly, like, it's just like that sacrificial, like I'm doing this for you with no expectation of that return. And, um, so like, but Becca's talking about going to these networking events, not going like I'm going to make this amount of money or I'm going to connect with these people and they better refer this amount of business to me or whatever, but just going to just meet people and get to know them and get to know their stories. So tell us a little bit more about that, Becca. Yeah. So when you talk with people, um, and, and a long time ago when I was first starting in, in sales, I was really like, well, how do I do this better? And, and they kind of talked about like, well, always be open to collaboration and always be like t- just talking to people about what they do. And actually I really didn't even truly learn the the heart of that until a little bit later when I started realizing the genuineness how to how to tell the difference between a genuine person and a non-genuine person in a relationship of conversation Mm -hmm. and and part of that is when you go to a networking event like say you're going to go to a party that's for business people um understanding that you're there to glean information to learn about what this person does why they do it, what their problems are. And and hearing those things, you're going to start to, especially if you pick one industry, what you're going to start seeing. What do you mean by, by problems? Are you talking like, tell me all about your, your childhood? No, 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 no. So yeah. All right. That's a great question. Okay. So, so let's just pick an industry. Um, I started in, in a couple different industries, but if you start seeing common themes that people are struggling with or whatever, you're like, tell me about your business. And, and they start talking, well, this is what I do. And, um, these different things. And you just ask more questions like, wow, like even a common question right now. So how is that? A, how has COVID like affected your business? Has it at all? And then they start telling you, well, you know, we had to change all these things. And this is really like the hardest part for me. And you're going to find that the things that you thought were going to be the hardest thing 
is never actually the truth of what they're really struggling with. And I mean, just those kind of conversation starters and getting to know people and what they're, what's going on in their business or even, wow, how'd you start out with this? That's incredible. Have you ever considered doing this? And a lot of times people like, especially when I see a diversification opportunity or whatever, they'll say, actually, yeah, we thought about that. We totally did, but we just don't have the time for that. Or actually we did that, but it was way too much paperwork. And in the long run, it wasn't meeting our personal family goals. Um, to, and I just recently talked to somebody, just the cutest business owner. Oh, she's wonderful. She's getting ready to retire. And she was just talking all about, you know, I used to do a lot of this and it was very lucrative, but the reality is that I wanted to spend more time with my family. And this was me working on the road all the time. And we just decided that even though it's a lucrative part of our business, we don't need it to have a quality life. And that to me was really interesting because you just learn so much about people and their value systems and what problems they have. And then as you network, you'll start realizing that other people are facing similar things or maybe have similar or have solved something that this person is struggling with. And that's where networking is beautiful because when you find out like, no way you do this thing and you're having this problem, you want to know something? I recently talked to somebody who's also experiencing the same problem and they went through this process to solve that. Have you ever considered it? Mm -hmm. And suddenly you have this aha moment for that person that you literally did nothing but learn from one person and share some knowledge with another person or even saying, you know, you guys should really get together. I think that would be a great opportunity for you to learn from one another and create a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And with that, like... It's, I think when you think about networking, it's a lot of people think of it as like, what can I get out of the situation? What you really have to think about with networking is how can I add value to this person? And like Be- what Becca was saying, like if you're talking with someone who has an issue with their, I don't know, like their SEO or something like that, and you just had a conversation with someone whose main specialty is SEO or like whatever that is, you're like, oh, you should talk with so-and-so. And it's not always like, let me help you with that. Let me do that with you. It's like, let me get you to the person that will help. And one of my favorite things ever, I didn't realize this until recently, is making connection calls, is knowing my my friends and knowing their skill set and knowing what their what their life trajectory is and then meeting someone and saying like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what this person wants to do with their life. And then I talk with that person and say, hey, would you want to connect with this person? And then I call the person, okay, so like point person A is going to school for like, accounting okay and then person b needs an accountant and then like talking with the person a like and then going to person b and saying here's this person a they're so great they have all these really cool things they have a whole list of questions and they would love to talk with you about that could i give them your information and then like being that middleman is one of my favorite things ever because then I just get to hype other people up, get to make fun connections, and uh, ah, I just love that. So I think like coming back to the heart of networking, which is adding value to other people. Um, yeah, so tell me about networking, Becca, and uh, is it risky? Like what is the level of risk in network versus reward? So I think that networking is one of the lowest risk things you can do to create <laughs> to create value in your business and get your name out there. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the lowest marketing cost things you can possibly do in a lot of ways because you're representing yourself. And 
And I will say, yes, it is risky, especially if you have a volatile personality, <laughs> because then people really get to know who you really are. Yeah. Right. But but at the same time, it's if you're doing it right and you're doing the, the self-reflection and saying, how can I get better? And why didn't that go well? Mm. And there's been so many opportunities where I have had to go through, OK, why didn't that end well? And when I start reflecting on the conversation I had with them, maybe it's because I had ulterior motives that I was trying to close a sale and that was not appropriate. Or, I mean, it was because that was my job, like to do this. And that was the expectation on me from a company. But if, if you're own, if you're your own business, you have the choice to create that time and value in the relationship that is not the pressure of being just solely a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And and when you develop those conversations, people will test you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's different ways that people are testing you. So first of all, um, people are testing you to see if you're a genuine person or if you're just trying to sell them something, mm-hmm. right? And they wanna know what your intentions are. And, and at the same time, you should be testing other people to know what their intentions are. How because do you do that? Yeah. So, um, a lot of times, so the best way to start is first by asking questions of someone when you meet them, whatever you say, Oh, what are you here for? And what is your business or asking about, wow, that's really interesting. So how do you do that? Or like, what got you involved in that originally? And this is something that I learned from the history chicks actually it was Catherine the great so Mm. the podcast ruthie was like you need to listen to this the history chicks so good love their podcast great podcast yeah (laughs) so within the things that Catherine the great did Mm. is that she was really good at emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. of asking other people questions yeah but even as like a, a young girl like she would just and that's how she got so many people on her side when she became the queen bt dubs did you know she overthrew the like <laughs> the whole did a coup like wow you really have to have good social skills to make yeah. a coup happen because all of these like major leaders loved her because they she would just sit and ask them question after question was genuinely interested in what they did and then they ended up helping her down the road so like maybe there was ulterior motives but she was really good but at, at people that. <laughs> love talking about themselves so true yeah and ask them questions mm-hmm. now in terms when we're talking about the riskiness and then people testing you it's really good to listen to the words that people are using mm-hmm. because sometimes their intentions are not good mm-hmm. and and i would say this is not as common all the time but it depends on the industry that you're in and and what those people are thinking but the things that I have heard come out of people's mouths that I start realizing, okay, I need to be really good at safeguarding myself from risk is things like, oh, did you come here by yourself? Where are you mm-hmm. staying? Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of things for me as a woman, a business owner going to a conference, um, those are questions that I start realizing, you know, your intentions are not right and I am not going to be hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so those kind of questions saying, you're literally here to waste my time in terms of being a genuine person of connection. It's not necessarily like waste my time in terms of not going to make any money in a sale. No, it's just you're not a genuine person that's truly interested in in me. You're interested in something else that nobody should be here for. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's something that 
figuring out those kind of questions is really good by by digging a little further in those conversations you can end them pretty quickly by saying things like so tell me about your business and so what is going on in that like how does that look for you and go ahead Ruthie she's got something she wants to say. <laughs> I raised my hand <laughs> <laughs> um I think like wait uh, so on that note like Becca and I are going to do another episode about like boundaries in in business and stuff but I know like for me and and for Becca also we are both women business owners and like and I know some people there is a difference in how women interact I don't know not necessarily interact but like just there's differences that maybe men don't experience as much. So I think like just being able to recognize that verbiage is really important and being able to recognize like, hmm, maybe you're not as emotionally astute or whatever, but like just like being able, oh, wait a second. They just said that. Hmm. How did that make me feel? What, what, what just happened there? And like, and just really being able to kind of set those things up for you so that you know, like, I'm not in a safe situation right now. And then going back to like setting up safety guidelines for yourself with networking, pay attention to the people, the verbiage that people are using, but then also pay attention to where you're trying to network. <laughs> like, just like, don't ever find yourself in a, alone in a room with somebody else. Like, that's just, I mean, like, yeah, it sounds practical, but like really being intentional about that. If you're at a conference, stay in a public place. You know, like if you're going to meet with someone like just don't don't try to like be like, hey, come to my house. That's just a, you should draw the line there. Like, don't don't do that. <laughs> like, just And and I will speak to that. Like there's been experiences where like, something like that has happened to me. And then I'm like, oh, I think that wasn't a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, like I should have had someone else with me when I did this or whatever. And it's not necessarily that anything bad has happened, but I've t- t- taken the time of self-reflection to be like in another situation. If I did not know this person very well, this would have been a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And, but, but the networking piece of it, like, we're just going to go back to that because we're going to talk about boundaries later. Okay. So when you get to know someone, people are going to test you in terms of your trustworthiness. And, and that's starts, if somebody gives you their business card and you say you're going to follow up with them, you sure better do it. You better be sending that person an email. And if you're saying, yeah, I want to get to know you better, let's let's collaborate on something or whatever. I I had the opportunity to meet somebody one time that at a Christmas party and we just like kind of were there as mentors to other kids and stuff. And I was like, tell me about your business, whatever. And it was just so interesting to me. I was like, hey, we should we should get together, like talk about this on the phone sometime or whatever. And so we I took the initiative to make sure that I did follow up with that person. And if it's not something that happens in the near future because they're just a busy person, you need to push it forward to a date that's agreeable to everybody. Mm. And there are some business owners, quite honestly, that are just not going to have the time. And that's okay. Those people, that's when you just send them a quick text or quick email saying, you know what? I just really appreciated getting to know you. If ever you have the time and you want to schedule something, I would totally be open to that in my schedule. Mm. And and making sure that they have the space to reach out to you is important in that. Um, but people are testing you to see if you're going to follow through. If you ever ask someone advice on something, or ask for a book recommendation, you should not be going back to that person and talking to them unless you've <laughs> done what they told you to do. And and I feel really strongly about that uh, because it really proves that you're a valuable person that you honor what you said you were going to commit to. Not necessarily valuable person, but like just it's going to, the relationship is going to prove valuable because you guys are both following up on what you said you were going to do. Yeah, so we could talk about this all day. We're going (laughs) to, we're going to talk about one more thing in this. And (laughs) 
<laughs> we're, oh my goodness. I'm so excited. This is our gawk we're going to transition to right now. But um, back in the day when I was in 4-H as a young child. Okay. We just going to put it a plug for 4-H. We love them. There's so many practical things you can learn from 4-H. Like uh, just life skills. Man, good stuff right yes, there. Yes. So back in the day, I was a 4-H ambassador. And they, because we were rep- representing their brand, they took the time to give us an etiquette class. And <laughs> I love this. So first of all, like all of these high school students, you put them in a room with an etiquette teacher. And obviously there are some immature people that are not taking it seriously, <laughs> which was like an interesting thing in general. And I'm like, no, this person is like actually a legitimate coach on etiquette. I'm going to pay attention. Well, so we were having a dinner and they were talking about simple things that like ladies and gentlemen should do and all this stuff literally dropped a grape down my shirt (laughs) (laughs) and I was like she gave us a whole manual and I'm like flipping through this manual as fast as I can what to do when dropping food down your shirt (laughs) like I have no idea and the manual literally had nothing to do with that what a garbage class (laughs) so then I was like okay well I'm just gonna do what it says to like or in terms of like how to leave the table properly so I like put my napkin I'm pretty sure you have to put your napkin to the side on your chair Mm. you put it on your chair because if you put it on your plate it means that you're not coming back and the Mm. the um, server needs to take your food Mm -hmm. or your your plate away anyways so I put it on my chair and I got up and excused myself to go to the bathroom and then dealt with the food down my shirt (laughs) (laughs) but it was just like oh my word like classic like I'm trying to be proper and suddenly I have this problem (laughs) (laughs) and there was no practical assistance in the manual (laughs) (laughs) talk about not foolproof All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. Join us again next week for um, our next episode when we will talk about business boundaries and um, yeah, kind of what that looked like in our lives. Have a great week.